Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. I'm going to be preaching a message called Moving Without the Ball, and I like to make my slides nice and big so that you can, you know, you get, you get the point, all caps. But um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray and then let's, let's get into this. It'll be awesome. So dear Lord Jesus, we just thank you all for this time together. God, we thank you that you're in this place. God, we just, um, we just come expecting, we anticipate that you're going to move. And Holy Spirit, that you are right here right now. God, I pray for every person that's frustrated or, or maybe weary or tired. Holy Spirit, I pray that you just bring the fire tonight, that you would reignite those dreams. God, that you would reignite the passion. And God, I just, I just pray against every voice of discouragement. I just pray for faith to rise in hearts, that we would have the anticipation and the faith to move without the ball. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Very cool. All right, we're going to read this passage here from Isaiah 54. Let's get on the screen. Oh, it's a beautiful background. Christmas vibes. All right, I reckon we can all read this together. Can you work with me? Okay, here we go. Verse one. Sing, barren woman, you who never bore a child. Burst into song, shout for joy, you who were never in labor. Because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your curtains wide. Do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Who reckons that's some good scripture? I'll drink to that. That's some good Bible. Now, we read this passage and it says, stretch forth your tent pegs. It says, enlarge the tent. It says, enlarge the capacity. It says, enlarge your anticipation of what's about to happen. Now, you've got to catch this because God is speaking through the prophet Isaiah. And at the moment that he shares this with the people of Israel, they're not seeing the more. They haven't yet seen the increase. They haven't seen it yet. But what, what, the, what the passage is telling us is that before we can access the more, we actually have to start to move. We, we have to make room. We, we have to prepare our hearts in a way that when the more comes, that we can take hold of it. It's not going to pass us by. I would hate to think that I've lived a life where I just let moments and opportunities slip by and slip right past me. Who's with me? I would hate to live that sort of life. And so what it's saying is make room, get in position for the more that God has. Get in position. Make, make moves and you'll see the more. Is that good? Is that good tonight? As you move, as Danny said, literally word for word just before, as you move towards the more, the more is going to move towards you. There is a reciprocity. It's hand in glove. And I'm no prophet, but I can confidently say for every single individual in this room that God has more for you. Who believes that? Who really believes that? God has more for you. The, the, the danger of the past is that it's known and it's comfortable. We are so familiar and rehearsed with our past that we think, we think it defines us. But I believe that our, our future defines us more than our past. 
Isn't that the gospel? That's the gospel that we believe in, that our past has been washed away and now we live in a bright future with a bright hope. There is more. And, and, and I can promise you tonight that wherever you've come from, whatever your background, the Bible is riddled with stories of people that come from maybe less than fantastic backgrounds, but because they were prepared to move, they stepped into the more that God had for them. And I want to I encourage you tonight that it might be towards the end of the year, it might be like three weeks till Christmas or something like that, three and a half weeks, but I just really felt the need to prepare you for the more tonight. I really felt the need to prepare your heart for the more that God has. Now, how, how does this work in my own life? I mean, I wouldn't be even standing here if I hadn't practiced this myself. Because I was living in Wellington. I've been here for two years. And, and I was living there. I had, you know, it, it was nice. It was comfortable. I had friends. I had mentors. I had opportunities. And that was cool. But I got a vision for the more that God was about to do down here in this church. In this city, with you guys, and I, I, I could only begin to access the more. I believe that we haven't even scratched the surface of what we're about to see in this church. By the way, who believes that? We'll get vocal about it. I, I, I was, I was sitting here. And I had my, you know, I had all the, it was comfortable, it was nice, it was good, it's what I've known for a few years. And because I felt the pull of the more of God, I chose to move away from what I knew and move towards the more that God had for me. I wouldn't be here today if that weren't true. Now, there's, there's going to be some incredible things that are happening in this place. We're getting ready for a third service in February. And we're, we are doing, we're moving towards the more that God has for us as a church community. We're enlarging the pigs. We're putting the pigs in the ground. The tent's only so big, so we've got to add some extensions. We've got to, we've got to make more room. But I want to ask you tonight, what more are you making room for in your own life? What more are you starting to move towards in your own life? Because if you make room for the more before you see the more, you're going to get more and more of the more. Does that make sense? And as we approach a new decade, we are, what's the date today? The first? We are 30 days from a new decade. That's crazy. That's gone so quick. It's gone so quick. But I want to ask you, what more are you believing for in your career, in your ministry, and your relationships, with school, with your friends, with your marriage, with your finances, with your health? The truth is that you're only going to access that more if you can actually learn to move. You've got to begin to move. You've got to get in position and get ready ahead of time. Something that a wise person once told me is that if, you're going to, if you've got a vision and a dream, don't plan, prepare. Don't just theorize and talk about it and speculate, but make the, the appropriate preparations for that vision to come to pass. That's what we're doing as a church. That's the season that we're in right now. Say so it's time to start moving. It's time to start moving. Now, I'm, not, I'm a bit of a geek. I'll be, I'll be real. I'm a bit of a nerd. I know I got this cool facade. I got tattoos and stuff. But deep down, 
I'm a nerd, man. Like my girlfriend Jess over there was paying me out for, for, for engaging in Star Wars chat last night. Like, and then, and then a few weeks before that, it was Lord of the Rings chat. And we were talking about the Silmarillion. No one knows what that is, but it's the backstory of Lord of the Rings. I'm a nerd. Now, um, I, I'm a bit of a nerd, but I, I used to play a bit of sport. You know, the, the cliche, there's the nerd, there's the jock. I was kind of somewhere in between. And I, I used to play some football, play some soccer. We got any football fans in the place? Not many. All right. Yeah, Laura Faithful, you're awesome. And I used to play a bit of football, and I wasn't really that good at scoring. I, like, missed, I, I munted up so many penalty kicks. It just wasn't funny. And the coach just stopped trusting me. He's like, bro, you just, we're just going to put you in the midfield, man. And uh, I wasn't that good at scoring. I wasn't that really good at, like, you know, maneuvers, like trying to be Ronaldo and stuff, or Messi, uh, or Neymar Jr. And, and, and I wasn't really good at that sort of stuff. But what I realized I was good at in the center midfield, if you know football, is that you need to know how to move. You've got to know how to run because you've got to be almost everywhere all at once. You, you've got to be attacking when you're attacking, defending when you're defending. You've got to know how to move without the ball. And, and, and it's true in any team sport that you must learn how to move without the ball. If you can't move without the ball, you're not going to make the A team. You might not even make the D team. You might not even make the team, okay? You might just have, be having Star Wars chats with me out back, okay? Now, um, it, it's, the, it's the same in any sport, is that you can't remain static. You can't just stand there, you know, unless you're a goalkeeper. But even still, you've got to be following the play, you know what I mean? And, and, and you can't remain static, Imagine if your team's attacking and you're back near the, your own goal being like, bro, pass to me, man. What's wrong with you? Come on, pass it back. Pa pass it back to me. No one's going to pass it back to you. No one is going to pass you the ball because you, you failed to move with where the play was going. And, and, and also, you can't remain static, but you also can't be a bull hog. Okay? You can't be a bull hog. Now, there's always that dude that thinks he can just finesse the whole team and he's just doing stepovers and like loop-de-loops and like backflips and stuff, trying to like snake his way through the defensive line. And nine out of ten times, the bull hog loses the ball. Hey, hey, he thought he was the man until he handed it over. No one likes the bull hog. Like you might get a good nutmeg, pull that off now and again, but nine out of ten times, you're probably going to lose the ball. Yeah. And in sport, you can't be static, you can't hog the ball, but you've got to learn how to move without the ball. You've got you to be able to move without the ball. In basketball, you screen, you block, and then you cut. Yeah, and what you're trying to do is you're trying to create an opportunity for someone to get open so that they can score. It's the same in all of these sports. It's, it's true for everything. In football, you're going to get open. In netball, you would have zero chance of scoring points if your team did not know how to move without the ball. Unless you're willing to hail Mary it into a hoop with no backboard time after time. That's not going to happen. It's not going to work for you. And part of what separates the pros from the amateurs like me is the ability to anticipate an opportunity 
anticipate where the play is heading and then get into the right position ahead of time. Because if you fail to anticipate, you're not going to score any points. You're probably going to get subbed out. Now, luckily, in the kingdom, there's no substitutes, right? We, we all get to play this game. But follow the analogy. Now, we're going we're gonna to talk briefly about one of the greatest sports people of all time. Who, who's heard of Tom Brady? Few people. Shame on the rest of you. Okay, we've got work to do. Okay, so Tom Brady is, I would say, undebatably the greatest quarterback in the NFL of all time. No disputes. No disputes. He has won six championships. He has won six Super Bowl NFL championships. He's got six rings. He's, he's badass. He's, he's a monster. Now, what you've got to understand about Tom Brady, that's very hard to do. Michael Jordan's got six. He's got six, right? Six rings in the, in, in the NBA. He's arguably the GOAT of the NBA. Tom Brady will be the GOAT of, of the NFL of all time. Now, Tom Brady's job in the game of NFL, he's the quarterback. That's not a refund. That's a position, okay? He, okay, he, he, is, he is responsible for calling the play, making the play. He, start, he calls the play. And so you have your guys lined up here. You have your blockers. And then he calls, 22, eagle, hey! And he throws in the ball. Actually, Sean, throw me the ball. Hey! Boom! Okay, now... Tom, Tom Brady's got the ball, and he's moving around the back end of the pitch, and he's, he's looking for the play. He's looking for his guy that's cutting, that's rolling, that's bouncing off the, the defensive player, and he's running towards the end zone. Tom Brady is looking with a keen eye. He's like, okay, yo, yo, all right, yo, pump fake there. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, launches it. Okay, that, that's Tom Brady's job. He's the playmaker. Half of the team are blocking the opposition from sacking this dude, which means just like absolutely smashing this guy. Okay, so he's, he's at the mercy of his defensive, like his blockers, but then he's looking for the offensive play. He's like, where's my man moving without the ball? I've got the ball. I need to get it to the end zone. Who's my man moving without it? He, he's looking with anticipation. Now, uh, I, I want to, this is actually pretty cool. On December 29, just to make it real, in, in 2007, Brady's team, the Patriots, where's Matt Greenwood? Is that your team? Oh, okay. <laughs> Stuff it. No, no. Oh, that's TV. Um, uh, the Patriots, oh, you're a Broncos man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peyton Manning? Ah, oh, do it. All right. Um, now... On December 29, 2007, Brady's team, the Patriots, were down 28-23 to the New York Giants. They had 11 minutes left in the game, which actually is like more like four hours in the game of NFL because there's so many stoppages. It's so hard to watch. Anyway, um, Tom Brady spots Randy Moss, who's uh, he's a wide receiver, I believe, running for the end zone. And let's throw this video to see what happens. There's Tom Brady right there, number 12. Brady with time. Launches. Going back again Bang. to Moss. Touchdown, Patriots. That's the touchdown, baby. All right, cut the video. 
So you see how this works. That looked so simple. That's like one of the hardest things to do. That was like a 65-foot throw to a touchdown. That's a world record. I'm pretty sure at the time it was a world record. So that's insane. But, but what happens is, is that Tom Brady's looking for the play. And he sees Randy Moss just legging it downfield. And he's like, yep, that's my dude. And he just launches it. Bang, catch, touchdown. It's that easy. Now, I don't know if Randy Moss is a Christian, but I think for us, he demonstrates perfectly what it looks like to live a life of faith. What, what, what Danny and Tim were talking about tonight, we've, we're taking a step, doing a DTS, taking that next step. I think he represents it perfectly because Randy Moss has full confidence and anticipation that when he sprints downfield and takes a step, he is, he is so sure that at the right time, when he's in the right place, that he's going to get thrown the ball. Imagine if we as Christians could, could live like that. You know, in sport, the ball is thrown to people who are willing to move without it. And I believe in life that breakthrough, success, and favor are thrown to people who move in anticipation of it. Anticipation. Let's turn to Luke 8, 43. Another verse here. This is awesome. Um, okay, it goes like this. It says, A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. She, she started moving towards him. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. Everyone denied it, and Peter said, bruh, everyone's touching you, bruh. Everyone's touching you. And, and, and he says, no, 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 it's not that. He says, someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. I just felt, I felt like a touchdown just be released out of me right there. I've been throwing touchdowns. Someone's been stealing my touchdowns, okay? And then when the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. That's a touchdown. She ran that straight into the end zone. Daughter, he said to her, your faith, your anticipation of my goodness has made you well. Go in peace. That's amazing. That is amazing to me. Because many were around Jesus. Like many were pushing up against him. Many were close to him in proximity. But actually in that scenario, only one person was moving towards him in anticipation. There was only one Randy Moss in that team. And he was running towards the end zone. And he's like, if I can, this is what she was saying, if I could just, just, just move in the direction of the more that God has for me and touch it, at, and when I'm in the right place at the right time, I'm going to get healed. I want to be like that woman so badly. The woman moves and reaches out at the right time. The ball is thrown and the miracle takes place. And so my question is, what more awaits you if you are only willing to move? Just move. 
just take a step. And it's not a misguided step. It's not hope. Because hope, that, like, it kind of leaves room for doubt. It's like, I hope that, I don't know how, but let's see how this goes. Maybe start with hope. But, but then let that, to, let that grow into anticipation and faith where like Randy Moss, like the woman with the issue of blood, they said, I, I trust that if I run this to the end zone, Jesus is going to throw me the ball. If, if I move without the ball, Jesus is going to throw me the ball. There, there's going to be a miracle that takes place. And I think there's people here tonight where you might have been holding on to a dream or a promise for quite some time. Maybe you feel like you've been pushing up against some opposition and some resistance. That's actually a good sign because what that means is you're, you're about to take some territory. You're about to take some ground for the team. There's people in here that are going to take leaps and bounds for the team next year. But if only we would move. If only we'd move in anticipation of Jesus throwing us the ball. So the question is, how do we move? I got nine minutes. I'm going to tell you. It's an equation. I reckon it looks like this. I reckon it looks like this. Anticipation plus action equals access. If you want to step into the more that God has for you, anticipation plus action equals access to the more. And so we're going to fly through this. Anticipation Let's go to the next slide. Accessing the more begins with anticipation of the more. There's some people here that have stopped dreaming because you don't think there's any more. You become way too familiar. You become way too in love with the past and in your comfort zone to realize that God actually has more for you. How many people know God has more for you in this place? Taylor getting baptized tonight. God has more for you. God has more for every person in this place. So if you could bottle anticipation, that would sell like hotcakes. But how do you get it? Anticipation is birthed when we incline our ear and take God at his word. It's that simple. Romans 10, 17 so says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Some of you teenagers, you've got to learn to switch off that voice of negativity and doubt. And you've actually got to tune into the right frequency. You guys have got to tune into the right frequency and say, you know what, I'm going to actually incline my ear and hear what God has to say for me. That's kind of why we have to be in church every week as well. Because every time we're in church, we're positioning ourselves to hear from God. We're positioning ourselves to get the word, which is going to give us the fuel to do the things we've got to do. We want to, we want to look everywhere else but except in the church. We want to go to everyone else except God. We want to do everything else except just obey God. Why is it so hard? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. In my mind, faith and anticipation are the exact same thing. If the band could come, that'd be awesome. And my definition of faith is that faith is moving in anticipation of God showing up. It's so simple, man. Faith is simply moving like Randy, like the woman with the issue of blood, moving in anticipation of God showing up. God wants to show up in your life. He wants to show off in your life. He wants to do things which you never thought possible in your life. He wants to actually deal with the nitty-gritty, awkward, embarrassing, strange, 
moments of your life, but He also wants to deal with the magnificent, the brilliant, and the fantastic moments. He wants everything. He wants, He's got more for you in every area of your life. And if we anticipate God's favor, then we open the door to it. But if we allow doubt in, then we close the door to it. It's that simple. Let's open the door. Let's believe. Let's get rid of doubt. Let's just, let's just settle it in deep down that God's good and that He has more for us. It's that simple. And secondly, action. James 2.17. So you see, by faith itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. So faith in by itself isn't enough. So in my mind, how this works is that faith should produce an attitude of anticipation and anticipation should result in some action. God is interested in your weekly schedule. He is interested in how you spend your mornings. He's interested in how you spend your evenings. Because there's no point having anticipation if we let it dissipate into nothing. Anticipation has to be reflected by action or it's not really anticipation. It's just, it's just good intentions. It has to lead to action. And so I don't encourage you tonight that maybe God's stirring some stuff in you and there's a few, maybe, I reckon there's like one thing. I honestly believe there's one thing that we can all do in the next week that God's been pressing on you for a while now. Maybe it's a conversation. Maybe it's a step. Maybe it's a move. Maybe it's doing a DTS. Go and talk to Danny and Tim. Just take that small step in anticipation and, and allow that to inform your actions. Lastly, that leads to access. Because if you can adopt an attitude of anticipation, if you consider it in your heart, man, God's good. He's actually good. Like He actually is good. And He's actually got, He knows your name. He knows the hairs on your head which to me is a ridiculous statistic. Like, it's a ridiculous fact. Like, God knows how many hairs are on your head. That's crazy. But He knows your life in detail. And He knows the next step. He knows the more. He's got more. You need to believe that He has more. In your career, He has more. You might be stuck in an office thinking, why the heck am I here? I've had all these dreams, and now I'm stuck here with, you know, boss man, who I don't like. And you might be saying, what, what, what's going on here? But I want to encourage you that anticipation and an appropriate action is going to give you access into, into something more. Something more. And, and what I want us to do is maybe every person just stand to their feet. And just real simple in the time I have left, it's not going to take long, but... I'm just going to give people an opportunity to make a commitment to follow Jesus. And then after that, we're just going to sing a song of worship and declare, God, I believe you have more for me. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Even when it doesn't make sense, I'm going to lean on the fact that you are good, that you've got something good for me.